Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome back to another episode. I want to thank you for coming back, tuning in. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, uh, Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Station Plaza. If you have any wine or liquor needs, or even your your beer needs, go over and over there to Cheers and Spirits. We want to uh, also welcome another sponsor. It's uh, Brian Schilling from Long and Foster Fine Homes in the Annapolis, Maryland area. Um, Brian was actually my real estate agent when I bought my home, my current one that I live in. So I personally know that Brian is the real estate agent you want to pick uh, when you're either buying or selling a home. Um, and I know most people nowadays are asking, well, why do you need a real estate agent when, I, when I've got all these online resources like Zillow and, and Redfin and, and all these other things? Well, the difference maker for us was Brian knew about listings uh, before they would even come on the market. Um, and so when we were looking at homes about 10 years ago, he got us uh, an, uh, a tour of the home that we bought a day before it went on the market. And because of that, we were able to put a bid in on it. And the the sellers took our offer before it went even on the market officially. So when you use an experienced broker like Brian, uh, there are some advantages uh, that are not insignificant that come with that. Um, in addition to that, Brian also was able to, not only to tell us if the home was worth what they were asking, but he also went the extra mile and essentially if he wasn't willing to spend his own money on that house, he didn't want you to spend your money on that house. It was almost as if he was going through the buying process himself and experience like that is very hard to come by and it's nothing an app is going to give you. It's nothing a website is going to give you. It's someone that knows the uh, local market like no one else is going to be able to know. And so if you want to use the same real estate agent I used, again, uh, go with Brian Schilling from Long and Foster Fine Homes. The website is longandfoster.com slash Brian Schilling, spelled S-C-H-I-L-L-I-N-G. Um, or you can also give him a call at 410-263-3400. All right, so what are we talking about today? Well, as as you know, we talked about in pre- previous episodes that... We were entering our first uh, 10U softball tournament, and we were woefully unprepared. <laughs> it's great when you go play some of those teams, and you're like, and I know where you, the, where you told me the one team you played, and we played them in 12U baseball, so they have two teams, um, and they actually have, so there's blue and white. Mm-hmm. And blue, I think, is the higher level. Okay. And we got spanked. Yeah. I, it was bad. Now, we beat their B team as badly as their A team beat us. So, okay. um, but yeah. So, I'll let you get into it then. So, I learned something about that organization, which is kind of neat compared to where our kids play. So Yeah. And it's a group out of, uh, the first team we played was a group out of Howard County. H. HCYP or HYCP, something like that. Yeah. So for for girls softball, they have one team in each in in the division. So 
the way softball works is you've got your A, B, C, and then rec all-star division. Okay. We were playing in the rec all-star division. We were basically playing in the D division. Yeah. Like the, it's as low as you can go. Right. And it's essentially meant for uh, girls that played community softball and then joined an all-star team for the summer. It's not really meant to be a travel team mm-hmm. per se. It's it, they didn't they weren't they weren't playing travel throughout the year. These girls actually played in the community league, right? Um, but with the the HCYP group, they in their in their organization they have four girls softball teams in each division mm-hmm. to pick team to pick players from. Yeah, we have two. Yeah, so we basically took our best twelve and their best twelve, but they're pulling from a larger pool of girls. But there were some girls there that, not that I say I'm questioning whether they played community league, because I'm going to say this and and then I'm going to rebut it, because there was another team from Alexandria who did this exact thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone would cheat and pull on and put a girl on there that wouldn't be eligible. But two of their girls threw gas. (laughs) I mean, straight. Our girls, like, could, could you hit them? No. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, this girl, I mean, the mechanics were flawless. Yeah. It was rinse, repeat. rinse. It was unreal how consistent she was. Yeah. And I don't know whether she was doing it on purpose, but she moved the ball up and down in the zone. I mean, she had some missed throws. She hit a girl with a ball. Yeah. Ball went to the backstop a couple times, but for the most part, it was just up and down on the same plane. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. We got two hits. We scored one run. We took advantage of the one hit, one or two hits. Now, right. she also walked a couple because she was a little wild. But, yeah. um, but in these tournaments, what I kind of figured out was if you don't have a pitcher like that, you don't have a shot. Yeah, it, and that's the thing. It all comes – and baseball is the same way. It, it comes down to, to pitching and catching is huge. Catching is huge. And then just not making stupid mistakes. That's how our boys lost. They made a bunch of dumb mistakes. So, like, trying to force the throw from... And we had some catchers that could make a decent throw to second base to to pick off a steal. Mm -hmm. But that was under, like, practice conditions. Um, Everything's lined up the right way. They have the good second baseman there or the good shortstop. So... And they're not panicking and trying to rush. But you put that game situation on, and now they're trying to rush, and they airmail it into center field. So good, I got a good start for that. Let me go back real quick, though. So the second team we played was a team out of Arlington mm-hmm. called Spirit. And we looked at their record before we went and played. They were like 12-1. and one. We thought we were going to get smoked. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out in the tournament before this one, they were using an illegal player. Oh, so you can. So if you play in an A, B, or C, you cannot be in a rec all star game. Or if you play in an A, you can't play B or C after that. Like one, the highest level you play, you can go up, but you can't go back down. So once you play an A game, that's it. You're A only. You're not going back to. So it's like like once you get to MLB, you're not going back down to AAA. Correct. Okay. So apparently, the Spirit team they had one pitcher, and someone did a roster check, mm-hmm. and the girl had played uh, B division games like way before she got on this team. Um, and so she was just smoking it by people. Yeah. So they couldn't bring her to this tournament. 
So this that team that we lost that game six to three. So it was close. Yeah, because they had a girl throwing the same speed that our girls were throwing. Mm-hmm. So our girls could hit off of that. They've seen that speed before. Yeah, and I think if our girls had probably practiced hitting off of a speed demon mm-hmm. like we we saw, because we saw it again in our third game, this girl was just just throwing BBs. Did you lose the third game? Trounced. That's good. Yeah. So I, I hate to say, but it, you don't want to be the Sunday morning champions. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. So we were the last to play in the pool play in the in the uh, playoff play. So yeah. the other three games had already been done. Oh, I'm sorry, two of the other games had already been done. The four or five game was after us. Mm-hmm. The second and third seed were gone. Six and seven bounced them. Oh wow! So if we won, all we, we would have had to play either the fourth or the fifth seed because we were the eight. And if we would have won that one. We had a, a real shot at winning the whole thing. Yeah. But then reality came back. And we were because we played the number one seed. And this girl just threw smoke. Mm-hmm. I think we got one hit. Now we lost that game 11 <laughs> nothing. And the funny part was so the one big accomplishment for us is we didn't get mercy ruled. Right. Because we lost the first game 12 1. So that was only 11 run difference. You have to be losing by 12 in the third inning. Yeah. And because it was 11 nothing in the third game, we didn't get mercy ruled there either. We just ran out of time. It's even better on a Sunday morning. It, it was get mercy ruled in the third inning. Got my whole day back. Right. Well, <laughs> and the funny part was, so we were supposed to play the first game at 9. Mm-hmm. They pushed us all the way out to one thirty though. Oh, wow. So we were we were there. We were in there at middle of the day. And we couldn't do anything. Yeah. And at least um, Sunday wasn't too terribly hot. Saturday so, was. Sunday was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I, I could have stayed out in that. Yeah. Saturday, I was going. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> it was a hundred and five real feel outside. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is horrible. I don't know what we're doing out here. And it didn't help that the first game we just got absolutely smoked. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a long day. Yeah. But then, luckily, the second game was close. Um, and I will say this: we probably would have won that game, but me and the other two coaches. And I'm actually going to put the blame on the other two coaches because, you know, I was awesome. And, and one of the other coaches is my wife. <laughs> so this is going to go down real well if she listens <laughs> to this episode. Um, so there was a rule that we weren't familiar with. Mm-hmm. And it was if you were walked, you could actually round first and go to second. But you can't slow down or stop. What? So if you sprint to first and round it, you can go to second. On a walk. On a walk. What what would stop you from, like, would the catcher have to throw the ball back to? Well, the idea is by that time, the catcher, uh, when the girl is on her way to first, the catcher's already thrown to the pitcher, and the pitcher will stare at first base to kind of keep her there. Yeah. But if she's not looking or not paying attention, you go. And so we, hadn't, we were not used to that because in com- our community rec league, they don't allow that. You're not allowed to take second. Yeah, not, and 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 all the like. So we played in two tournaments, had a couple scrimmages at different teams over the summer, and then all season of rec ball, and never once like the umpire like calls the walk. The player jogs to first base, and then call. And I'll hear the umpire. The ball gets thrown back to the pitcher. And then the next batter comes in and it's play ball. Like, it's time. Yeah. Well, so the first game we played, this team was just taking second. 
because yeah. we didn't we didn't know what was up, and so our catcher was a little sluggish getting it back to first, and then our pitcher would put their head down, get to the like they were they weren't even looking at first the yeah. holder there, so this team was just going, and so we oh all right we can do this too, so in the second game we're like okay let's try and coach this on the fly, that's a horrible idea, <laughs> <laughs> so and we tell the girl we told the girls if you get walked. Run, sprint to first, and look for coach at first on whether you're going to go or stay. If he gives you the go sign, don't slow down. Just turn and go. Now, can you overrun first like you can in a normal? Yeah. So if they get walked, and and we'd use the dual bases at first, if you touch the orange base and turn foul, then it's just like a normal walk. Right. But if you sprint and touch first, you have to go. If you touch the white white bag, mm-hmm. because on a normal play, if you if you only touch the white bag and go through, it's considered that you didn't touch the bag. You, so if you touch the white part, you have to go at that point because okay. that's the only way it counts for you touching the bag. Whereas if you run through, the runner only gets the orange part, and then you can run through. But if you touch the white part and run through, the rules state it's like you never touch first. Hmm. Um, so it's an interesting rule. So when they turn... Is this is this something that's... Because this is the first I've ever heard of it. It sounds like it's made up. So it, it's in... I mean, the, the organization is the USSSA. I mean, that's... A, which is US Softball, yeah. basically. Um, and it seems to... Like, I think that's an actual... I mean, I think we use that in the pony rule, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so in the second game, we're like, okay, we're going to do it. They did it to us last game. We're going to, we're going to use it to our advantage. So first time a girl gets walked and she's jogging a first and the first base coach is like walking up to her to tell her to go. And she stops her feet and looks and talks to the coach. (laughs) Well, if you stop or slow down, Mm -hmm. you cannot go to second at that point. Okay. You have to stay at first. So her feet actually stopped before she got to the bag, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, she can still go to the base and stand on there. It's not like they can throw her out if she stops and talks. Right. right. But because she didn't sprint and go through, when she eventually did it, because she had already stopped her feet, she was called out because she went and because she stopped her feet and then tried to go to second. You, it has to be one continuous motion. You can't stop or slow down. And these are 10-year-olds. 10-year-olds. Now, don't get me wrong, though. These other teams did it to perfection. Yeah. But they had probably been coached up on it. We're literally trying to coach it as we go. Yeah. And that was dumb. Like, in between innings. Yeah. So, she got called out. Yeah. And we're like, okay, we're still going to do it. So, we send the next girl. She gets thrown out because the catcher apparently has howitzer. <laughs> <laughs> she just gunned her down a second. Right. Like, she was, like, like Nothing. So, I mean, I guess if you have a decent enough catcher, oh, yeah. walk and then immediately throw that ball to second base and stop it. Most of them threw it to the pitcher. Okay. But I, maybe the ball dropped or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But she just gunned it down. Just, she, it wasn't even close. And I think it was my own kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my kid's not fast. <laughs> but, like, she got, like, this catcher got to second base and my daughter was, like, maybe halfway there. Yeah. And, of course, they just keep going. Why would you turn around and go back? That's That would be the smart thing. Yeah. Um, like, my kid's ju- generally a smart player. That's why we put her in because she's smart. She knows where to go. 
But because we're trying to teach her this on the go, she was like, I don't know what the heck to do. Yeah. Like she saw the ball. She saw the girl stand there with the ball, mm-hmm. and she just, like, ran into the tag. She's like, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do that, just truck the other chick. That's why. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, we probably gave them four outs. Uh-huh. By either trying to do that stupid thing that we didn't teach the girls, or <laughs> we, or and this is where my wife comes into play. She was the third base coach. She she had a girl steal. It's funny. There was a pass ball. She didn't she didn't bring the girl to third. Like that's when you go. Yeah. Then the girl catches it clean, and she has her go to third. This catcher threw it to third. She was out by a mile. Yeah. And then there was another one where she sent her, she sent a girl home with no force play. And the ball was like tapped to the pitcher, basically. Yeah. And the pitcher just underhanded to the catcher and she was out by a mile. Yeah. Like, we probably caused four outs. Right. We only lost by three. And we could have gotten the top of, and our the top of our lineup only batted once. Because mm-hmm. the other thing is, with softball, at least with the young girls, you can bat all twelve in your roster, mm-hmm. and then you basically you can move them around defensively however you want. Yeah, that's how that's how uh, baseball was. You know, the twelve year tournament they batted the whole lineup, like every bat the whole roster, and yeah. then every inning you're we're moving people around. Yeah, and, and if you're the game changer operator, it makes for. I just stopped worrying about defensive scoring. Yeah, it was pretty much it went to the center fielder, whoever that was at that point. Committed an error, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, um, but that rule sounds like. I mean, I've never heard of that. Uh, it, it sounds like something I would not like. The one rule that I can't stand at these young age groups is the drop third strike rule. In ten U, that's not there. Okay, so in baseball, in ten U, which for rec is ten U and nine U, mm-hmm. and then travel nine U, it that's when it comes in. And my thought is, like, you have these pitchers. The only outs they're getting, especially in rack, are strikeouts. Because a lot of the kids, they're just, the fielding's bad. Um, they're walking a ton of players. They're hitting. It's, it's like walk, walk, hit by pitch, walk, walk, hit by pitch. Like, it's just. So then you finally have a player that the the pitcher gets three strikes. And it's an, it's a it counts as a K for the batter. But it doesn't count as an out when it's a drop third strike. Unless the the catcher picks it up and tags him or throws the ball to first, but the issue becomes these kids. It's their first or second year catching. They don't know how to play the position yet. Mm-hmm. So now you're putting all this on these poor kids catching, and the pitches are all over the place. So it's just like you know. I mean, I remember watching my son pitch, and it was like he had six strikeouts in an inning. Because <laughs> it dropped third strike rule, and it's like this is insane. Like, why? Why do we inf- make this rule? And the and the thing is, a lot of parents don't know because they're so used to M- what most people. The only baseball they watch is MLB, mm-hmm. and you see it every now and then. But the catchers are so good, and they're also going ninety feet mm-hmm. that they just pick the ball up, and it's an easy out, right? You know, or you'll have and the the players who are running are like jogging, and I'd like to see throughout an entire season of Major League Baseball, if anyone actually makes to first base, reaches on a drop third strike. Right. Um, especially if you have, like, Adley Rushman back there, mm-hmm. who's, you know, or, or you know, Buster Posey back in the day, or, you know, any of these these catchers. Um, 
Jason Varitek, like way back in the, like any of the Flying Molinas. Yeah, yeah. Like, are these guys going to actually? Are you going to actually? Unless you're like Akuna, and the ball gets past him at that point, you know, is the drop third strike wild pitch? Like, so I, I hate that rule. I cannot stand that rule. Um, the stealing drives me nuts because you know I'm sitting there watching these games and it's like this isn't baseball. This is track. Like, because the, the, the catchers pass the ball, mm-hmm. and then they steal. Can they steal home? Yes. See, with ours, they can't. I wish. I so, tell you they can't. So, if I were if I were in charge of the world, mm-hmm. the first thing I'd focus on, obviously, is baseball. <laughs> <laughs> the important the things. Important things, yeah. <laughs> and, the most important what they actually look right. what they focus on. But uh, for me, I would, I would, two very simple fixes. On a walk, you can't steal second off a walk. You have to be, be advanced. But off a bat to get to second base. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd eliminate the drop third strike until, especially in rec ball, travel a little bit different. The kids are playing more. They're, they're a little bit, they're, they should be better. Right. But, you know, for rec, it's like, okay, well, now are they playing baseball? They're playing track. And then you wonder, like, I watched an entire baseball game mm-hmm. where not run, not one single run was scored off of a bat. Yeah. They were all steals and errors and pass balls and just nonsense. Like, is this baseball? Like this, And then when you talk to the baseball, like the oh, travel ball coach, you know, they go and say, oh, well, teach, teach, you better teach your kids better then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that attitude is why kids are leaving and playing soccer and lacrosse. Right. And they're not playing. Because, like, this isn't even, this isn't, it's not the game is advertised. It's just a bunch of, you know, to me it's a bunch of cheap runs. Right. And then you know they you do it five times, and then five you get run ruled like a lot of leagues will be five runs in an inning, and then you have to switch. So, okay, so the score after th- after three innings is fifteen fifteen. Yeah, we um, it was strange. It, it, we got screwed a little bit because the USSSA rule book and their rule book under the the exceptions for 10U and 8U. In 10U, there was supposed to be the drop third strike. So that was supposed to be in play. Mm-hmm. Two days before the tournament, we get an ex- additional exceptions that we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And it was that the drop third strike was off. So now you can drop strike three and it won't matter. Yeah. We spent three days with our catchers on that. I mean, we we probably with when we were because we were really going through like because our uh, catchers in community league there's no drop third strike they're not it, it with bunting there's usually a, a little uh, quarter circle in front of home plate mm-hmm. and if it goes there it's still foul right so so if you bunt it you really have to be skilled at bunting to get it out of that circle. Mm-hmm. So our catchers never really had it. They never had to jump up and and pick up a ball and throw it to first. They didn't have to do that. Yeah. So what we did was we did four practices in a row leading up to the tournament, and we gave them the two days off before the tournament. So we mm-hmm. practiced Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We gave them Thursday, Friday off. Played on Sunday or mm-hmm. Saturday, and we for three days we drilled in those girls. How to pop up, how to how to get the the bunts, um, 
the drop third strike, if they drop it, what do they do? Um, like we were t- teaching them, even if with a drop third strike, we wanted them to come out in front of home and throw it inside the fair the fair side of first base. Oh, you know how many kids I've seen get hit in the back? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So we, we went through all of that to make sure that that wouldn't kill us. And lo and behold, I mean, a girl, the first batter of the first game, bunts. Mm. Like, you dick. Yeah. Never mind the fact they were up 11, 11 to 1 or 12 to 1 at that point, and they were still bunting in the third inning. Like, mm-hmm. you clowns. Yeah. Bush like, League. And, but I'll, that team, that that's the HYCP team, mm-hmm. or HCYP, I'll give you another dick move they pulled later on. But anyway, so we could have practiced some other things if we didn't have to teach the three of three of 12 of them how to play catcher. Yeah. Um. Like we we were teaching them how to like how to block a ball with this with their shin guards and chest protectors, mm-hmm. um, how to pop up and throw it to first. If you drop the ball, here's what you do. Um, and then we had to practice the throws down to third because we weren't throwing at the second. Yeah, because it's it's so of all the innings of ten U and twelve U baseball I've watched, I have watched countless kids try to make that out, try to try to pick that runner off. And I have seen it successful three times. Yeah. And one of those, the umpire, because I was keeping score, so I was standing right behind, or sitting right behind the dugout. Yeah. He comes back and he's like, he was safe. It just looks so pretty. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. Like, he, the, the catcher pops up, rifles it. And a lot of people, like, that throw is supposed to be low. So right where the tag's going to happen. And the catcher, the second baseman, caught it and brings it down. And, like, the the kid just was able to, like, probably get under it. But he still called him out. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, right. He goes, he's out. Yeah. <laughs> he's out and you can be too. <laughs> right. And everyone we'll, shut up. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into the umps yeah. pretty soon. Because I got a bone to pick with them. <laughs> so... Um, that was, I mean, and that's the stuff. It's like, you know, do you waste? And I would, I would be like just getting flustered, and I'm like, just stop doing things, <laughs> because it was just, uh, you know, it was a comedy of errors. It was they would try to make that throw, and then they'd miss. Well, then that runner gets up. The runner now from third is now coming home because the ball is somewhere in center field. Mm-hmm. The runner on second who gets to second gets up and is now rounding third. And the guy, like, it's just like, just bring them all home. So, so the well, to kind of piggyback on that, that's kind of what benefited us in one of the games. Because my kid can hit a little bit. Um, she basically had a hard grounder, went in the outfield. Mm-hmm. So she, she, uh, she turned first. We sent her to second. She got to second. They tried to throw it to second, overthrew it, so my daughter goes to third. And then I don't know where they threw it next, but it wasn't to anybody. And so my wife's the third base coach. My daughter's like going to third and she's like, she's she's ready to be done. Like she's <laughs> she's not fast. She's she's not an endurance runner. Yeah. Like she's gassed at this point. Her mother gives her the go sign. <laughs> and I just see the look on her face of you gotta be kidding me. She's like, no, no, I, I'm good. I'm done. And she's, go, go. So she just starts going. 
and they try and get her out at home, and they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see her come in the dugout. I thought she was going to die. <laughs> I was like, do we have oxygen? Can we? Do we? Do we have, like, I was like, it's like the defensive lineman yeah. who returns a fumble 90 yards for a touchdown, yeah. and after that, like, they literally have the paddles ready. Yeah. In case he dies. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, we don't have paddles or anything. I'm like, I, I was just looking for any, like some cold rags. We, we did have like the, the cooler full of ice and the rags in there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I got one. I just, I'm just like putting it on her head. Yeah. I'm like, stay alive at this point. <laughs> Cause again, this was the hundred degree day. Yeah. And she just did a full sprint around four yeah. bases. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I, it was funny cause my, <laughs> at the end of the inning, my wife comes in and I'm, I look at her and go, you almost killed her. And she she goes, I know, but we had it. We needed a run. <laughs> I was like, well, all right. She's willing to sacrifice the oldest. Um, but yeah, it, and and then like, and then we just had the girls that forgot how to play. Oh yeah. So we have this one girl. She fields. She's a. She knows how to field the positions. But for whatever reason. She was like underhanding the ball to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not pitching. You're in left field right now. Right. And she literally like she tries to underhand a ball to the to the cutoff person. And it literally just sails fifteen yards over the girl's head. And into nothing. <laughs> and and the funny part was so like the one of the assistant coaches had coached her during community league. And under his breath he goes. He's just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and then and we're like, okay, it's one time. She's not gonna do that again. Except this time. So then we had to play a shortstop. Again, feels the ball cleanly. Mm-hmm. She her momentum is going to third base. She's got a force out at third base. She's just gotta make a nice little toss. She's probably far enough away where she can overhand it though. Like throw a little dart. Yeah. She underhands it and like bowls it to the third baseman. Like, she rolled it to her. She's playing bocce ball? Yes. <laughs> We're like, you haven't done that all year. Yeah, why would you pick now? You pick now? <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, and then we just, I don't know how many times that happened. It wasn't just her. There were some other girls, too. One of our best player, our bet, she was our pitcher at the time, our best player. We're literally, we told all the girls, we got two outs. We haven't given up a run in this inning. We got mm-hmm. two outs. The bases are not loaded. They have second and third, so there's not a force at home. This girl hits a little tapper. Our pitcher goes up, picks it up. She looks over to first like she's going to throw it there. And she underhands it to the catcher, who's now surprised that it's being thrown to her without a force. And, of course, she didn't tag her. Yeah. So she saved every the girl on first to save everyone's. We give up three more runs right. in that inning. Like we were one out away from having a shutout inning, mm-hmm. and our t- and the top of our lineup coming up. Yeah. And get, it's it's our it was probably our best player. Mm-hmm. Just bonehead move. That's why they have like these brain farts mm-hmm. and like with the t ball kids, like there were dads who were like, oh no, that should be a throw to second. It's like. We are feeling the ball and throwing it to first. There's a three-year-old on this team, okay? <laughs> so we are fielding the ball. Like, I, I don't care if your force out is at third base. 
if you had, like, I had one kid that had the wherewithal. He, now granted, it's T-ball, so everyone, there's no outs. Sure. So he fields it. He steps on third base and then throws it to first base. And the first baseman was picking his nose. Mm-hmm. So it, like, rolled past him. I was like, wow, we almost turned two on that. Right. <laughs> like, he should have gone to second. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He went to first because I told him, throw to first. You know, I was like. He listened. It was like, throw, field the ball, throw to first. Yep. Like, and, um, but yeah, they'll have just these brain farts. And it's like, where, why would you think that? But then the other problem is you have a bunch of bonehead parents in, in and I'm, that's probably going to be a segue, <laughs> but you have a bunch of bone, bonehead parents there saying, like, the, the ball gets hit. And I feel for these kids because all they hear is, and it's like, they're like, well, what do I do? And they hear their own parents' voice. And they're like, throw it home. I'm like, why would you, huh? Why would you do that? Like, if you don't know what to say, let's try nothing. Right. Because saying nothing's free. Everyone, everyone, like, it's unreal. I never, and I never noticed it. Um, I, I shouldn't say I never noticed. I did, I noticed it in the community league when I wasn't coaching. But I noticed it more when I was coaching. Because I'm trying to yell out where to go with it. Yeah. And, but, of course, I can hear the other 12 people. Yeah. It's like, you all need to shut the fuck up. Right, because you're all wrong. Right. Or even if you're right, I, you got three You got three people saying one thing, three people saying another, and then you got me. Yeah. The other six are not important. <laughs> me and the two other coaches, that's who's important with this. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee that's why that girl threw home. Because she probably heard someone. And... Of course, the parents don't know how many outs there are. Right. So they don't know a throw to first and we're out of the inning. Yeah. They're all saying, throw home, throw home. Like, shut the fuck up. Right, because their baseball IQ is zero. Correct. Their game awareness is also zero. Because yeah. in between Facebook posts and <laughs> and looking around, they're like, oh, my kid's up. Or right. like, oh, the ball got hit to my kid. Let me yell something. Yeah. It, it was just a comedy of errors. Like I said, the second game, I put solely on the coaching. Mm-hmm. Minus yourself. I could probably throw me in there. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I did something stupid. <laughs> I just don't remember because I'm a genius. Right. Um, but it, it, I, I think that was the 6 third game. I think we probably could have won. And the funny part is the team that we, that team that we could have probably beat, they went undefeated on the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, partially because they beat us. But they, they played a really good team in the second game. And they beat them. Yeah. And that was the team, I think, that we played first. That had that just laser of an arm girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It, it was fun. I, th- I think enough of the girls had a good time where they would do it again. Yeah. The only problem we have is because we only we only have two teams to pull from. Well, and, and, that other, and that other group has four. I mean, they're right. pulling for more girls. So, the... So, HCY, HYC, whoever they are... Yeah. Um... So we played at their Kiwanis Park. Okay. Right there. It's in Ellicott City. It, it's, um, I guess, off like Old Frederick Road, 144. It, I mean, it's a nice facility. It's, I mean, I think they have 15 fields there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, dealing with them and the, the, the other teams, like, they they were, you know, uh, I didn't have any problem with the way they played, the way they – but that their teams draw from 16 teams. Right. So, that's a lot of players to pick from. I mean, you, some of those players, like, like you might have a team that nobody gets picked from. Yeah. So, 
then you've got the the B team, which is then the next sixteen best players. Mm-hmm. So we beat their B team, but the A team smoked it. And I'm like, I mean, these kids are. I mean, some of these kids were big. Yeah, like had like freaking lats and stuff. They're and, pulling Danny Almonte. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, yeah. And I'm, so I'm watching these kids. Like, yeah, that that's a big boy right there. Now, granted, it's 12U. So my my son is it's his first year in 12U. So now you've got a kid that's he's playing against kids in their second year in 12U, who are getting ready to go to the 13 foot diamond. So they're legit like puberty's hit. Like they're yeah. big boys. So their balls dropped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, meanwhile, you got like little kids like my kid and most of his team. But then they also form those teams much earlier in the season. Yeah. So they form that team. Um, so like our team gets formed in June, and then but they form their team in like April. So that team's playing with each other. So they go to the practice for their regular rec team. Yeah. And then they get together and they practice with that team. And then they run around and play other teams, other travel teams, stuff like that. So these guys are getting better and better and better. Where our kids don't start playing until school's over. Right. So um, there's a big difference in just, like, there were some good ball players on his team. Mm-hmm. And I think had they started playing earlier – and learning to know where everyone was because before they've been playing against each other. Now they're playing with each other. Yeah, um, it could have been. I think they could have done better. Yeah, I mean, our scenario was we were doing one weekend, and there are some people that already had their summer schedules done. Yeah, so they couldn't make it for that weekend, so they didn't sign up. So we didn't have the best twelve. Mm-hmm. The bottom four or five, probably, if you were doing a regular travel team. Or a regular tournament team, they probably wouldn't have made it if you had tryouts. Yeah, we didn't even we didn't we only got twelve girls to sign up. Yeah, so but yeah, we you all made the team. Congrats! That, that was the minimum we were going to take. Yeah, because we didn't want to go with eleven, so we were actually going to be willing to take twelve to fourteen. Yeah, well, we only got twelve to sign up, so we got like okay, everyone's on it. No tryout needed. Um, I don't think I would have gone with ten and cut two, but. I think what we're going to do next year is we're going to put it out in March and hold tryouts in March. Mm-hmm. So when they go through their evaluations for the community league, we'll probably do our evaluations for a, a, a tournament team. Yeah, but we won't start playing until June. Mm-hmm. We'll 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 start play after the community season. Mm-hmm. But at least then we can start right after it. Yeah. Like we don't like we didn't hold tryouts until I think the second the the second to last weekend or last weekend in June. Mm-hmm. We didn't practice until the third week of July. Yeah, and we just did those four practices and we're like screw it because we didn't really, we really didn't know what we were walking into. Like the one the one lady in the organization who has done a, a softball travel team. She she was telling us like, look, ten rec all stars is going to be legitimate competition. She goes, if you don't go in solid, you're going to get housed. Yeah. But she also said, even at 14U, she's like, because we only have such a, a small number of girls to pull from, we go to these tournaments and we just, like, we can't compete. She's like, we can't really start competing until the springtime mm-hmm. when the girls have played a few tournaments together. Yeah. Um, 
So the size of our organization kind of hurts us a little bit just because softball is so small. Um, but baseball is even with you guys in baseball though, it's very similar. Where you're, I mean, you're pulling from four, we're pulling from two, but you're playing against teams that are pulling from sixteen. Yeah, and we're pulling from teams that are pulling from four. Yeah, so the ratio is almost the same anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the same disadvantage, whether you, you know, we whether they think it is or not. But and the only thing our organization allows us to do is you can have two players from outside the organization playing yeah. the team, but it can't be at the detriment of a BBSC girl. Right. So you can't pick them over you. I, well, I guess so. Those two slots you can, mm-hmm. but let's say you want a third or a fourth, it, you can't take them. In place of a BBSC girl, so right. it's like the top ten have to be BBSC, and then two can be from outside. Right, and those two could be your two best players. Correct. Because um, yeah, we, I might do that just to find a pitcher. Yeah, and, it, and the thing is, it's a small organization, but you know, it kind of brings me to the question though. This, so I read a couple articles about these pay to play, yeah. and how they really are being detrimental to. Community-based leagues, little leagues, some of these lower-level travel teams, because you have these pay-to-play groups, and all these parents think little Aiden's the next Adley Rushman, so they go and sign him up to play baseball at ten grand a season, and it's sucking all of the talent out. So it's it's a it's a double whammy. Number one, you have less players, and then the players that are there aren't playing with or against higher-caliber players. So what you end up happening is the lower-level kids are kind of stuck dealing with, you know, walk, walk, hit by pitch, whereas the upper-level kids are actually playing legitimate baseball. Mm -hmm. But then who wants to just play that? You know, and let's not – I'm not going to get into the fact that, like, you know, one of the articles I read, and, and, you know, if it comes to – when it's like, oh, it's disproportionately affects this rate, I'm like, okay. But when you look at it, like – it really like it, if you look at baseball in the United States, baseball is becoming almost like hockey, and because it's becoming like an elitist. Oh, my son plays for this baseball academy, elite, select, blah blah blah, those picker club, and the other kids, you know, who might be good enough to play, don't have the money to do it. So, yeah. and softball might be even worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's already a, a low amount of girls that play softball to begin with, and. These club teams, like in Maryland alone, there's I think there's four that I know of. Mm-hmm. So I mean, think about if the, if each one pulls like two or three girls away from the community league, and it's the two or three best players you got. I mean, you really it's really to the detriment of the community leagues. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it's one of those, you know, what is it, uh, iron sharpens iron type deal. So maybe the the good girls get better, but what? The problem is, is that because they're so young, you don't know who's going to develop later, and the, it happens with boys too. Yeah, like all of a sudden Johnny grows three feet or, or three three to six inches, becomes yeah, six foot tall, and put on, you know, his muscles came in. He was just a late bloomer, and he figured out he didn't have two left feet. Yeah, and it's, now he's coordinated. It's the little skinny kid who's like, oh, this guy's a shrimp. He's got no power, whatever. Turns into the six five monster flamethrower mm-hmm. and like where'd this guy come from no oh, it's this natural biological process called puberty mm-hmm. and it benefited him meanwhile you have the kid that's like this stud that just becomes fat and uncoordinated so 
But these parents think, oh, if my kid's not playing on some elite club by 6U, that he's not going to get a full ride. He's probably not getting a full ride anyway. But they just, if they have the money, they just throw money at it. Yeah. I mean, and there's a friend of ours. I mean, he took his daughter to go play for um, for one of these elite teams or whatever. And he's trying to convince me it's the way to go. And he just put his second daughter in there. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, she got so much better after a year playing with these girls. I'm like, yeah, dude. And she's playing softball probably nine or ten months out of the year. Probably not playing any other sports. I don't, I don't, I don't think she is anymore. Yeah, like she, she was playing field hockey. You know, she was. I mean, they were doing other sports, but like the time commitment in this thing is crazy. If you go to one of those clubs and those people, there is no playing time guarantee. Yeah, they don't. Have, they don't have to play everybody. Oh no! Like when you play with a community team on a travel ball, I have to play all of them. Yep. I have to give them all at least an inning in the field. Yep. And in the lineup to be at bat. Now, if they don't get to bat because of whatever happens in the game, they don't hold it against you. Um, but you're supposed to. The intent is you're supposed to give them all playing time. Yeah. And look, I get it. There are some kids that probably play that frustrate some of the better players. Oh, I, I know there. I are. get that. I mean, we we had one on the team with us. Mm-hmm. We had, we had one in tenu last year. Yeah. That the other kids when he'd come up to bat, they're. I could because now they're starting to get competitive, yeah. and I can see the more competitive kids who are actually like into it and wanted to do well. They'd see this kid come up to bat, and they'd be like, so, "He swung at everything." Well, so that was so. That's what happened. It was funny when we were playing the team we played on on Sunday. You know, we were very fortunate. The girls never did that. Like we had two or three girls who probably they just we were trying to hide them and hope the ball didn't get hit to them. <laughs> yeah, and we we tried to hide one in the infield. And it, it's a it, hard place to hide. It was. Second base? Yep. <laughs> um, my daughter was the other second baseman. Yeah. And there was a distinct drop-off in the defensive level when she wasn't playing second. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, it was, in the last game, we tried to do more to get our best defense out there. So what we did was we played the other second baseman in the first inning. Because the first and the second inning, they have the five-run limit. And the third inning, and plus, the run limit is off. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, let's get our best defense out there and by the third inning. That's when we want to do it. Yeah. So we had my daughter pitch in the first because she's not our best pitcher. Um, our center fielder became the pitcher in the second inning. But as soon as they were done pitching, we put them right back in the position. Mm-hmm. So my daughter pitched the first inning. She went to second base and stayed there. Okay. The center fielder pitched for one inning, went back to center field. Okay. Then we had our shortstop pitch, who was our best pitcher. I literally, I, I, I talked to the girl, this other girl, before the before the game started. Because the shortstop, we, the other shortstop we intended to play there was the one who was underhanding everything. <laughs> like, we can't do this again. Yeah. We, I can't, I, I, I won't live <laughs> without having a heart attack <laughs> right. if I see her do it again. Yeah. So we put her in the outfield. Mm-hmm. And she's an athletic kid, so the outfield wasn't going to be a big deal for her. Yeah. Um, so I went over to one of our catchers, who is also a good infielder, but she usually plays third base. And I went over to her and said, look, this is going to sound horrible, but I need to put you on the bench for the first two innings. Because we had another third baseman who was good. Mm-hmm. And I was using right field for other subs. 
And so I was like, look, this is going to suck. You're going to bat because we're using the we're using the AP so you can bat. Yeah. I said, but I need to put you at shortstop in the third inning. Mm-hmm. And you're going to play there for the rest of the game. And I could see there was a little bit of fright in her eyes because she had never played shortstop before. Yeah. I said, look, don't worry about it. You have she has the arm to like she has all the physical abilities to play shortstop. Mm-hmm. She can make the throw. She's a smart girl. Yeah. Um, she was worried though because she didn't know when to cover second, when to be the cutoff. Like we didn't teach her any of that. Like yeah. we did the others. So luckily, I had my daughter at second. Um, and I basically I brought them both together. I said, and I told my daughter, I said, look, every play, let her know whether she needs to cover the bag or not. Mm-hmm. And we and basically we cover the rest with, with if the ball's hit to your side of the field, you go be cut off. If the ball's hit to the other side of the field, you cover second. Right. We basically give her the the, the easiest rundown we could think of. Yeah. And we said the rest of it is just field the ball and throw it to where you know to throw it to. Mm-hmm. And she did perfectly fine. But, like, we got desperate to that point where we were like, okay, if if we would have had four other girls at the bottom of the roster, we wouldn't have had this problem. Right. Um, But she was game. I felt bad for her. Because like, girls get ner- I mean, I don't know if it's boys too, but girls get a little bit more emotional and nervous. Yeah. The, we had some tears. Yeah. And not from her, but from my own daughter. Crying. Right. The, like, oh, come on. <laughs> the boys generally... Um, they take it like they know they're going to get in at some point. Now, one of the tournaments, my kid didn't play at all during the game, and I'm like, he played the first inning in right field, and then he came out, and essentially, what 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 went down was he was they had one the one kid pitching, he was gonna he was supposed to pitch two innings. He was doing really well, and his pitch count wasn't that high. Mm-hmm. So they left him in. So they were keeping mine in reserve. In case they needed a pitch. In case they needed a pitch. Yeah. Well, then the team's on top. So do you put him into pitch? Or, because he's generally one that can get out of – he throws strikes. If the team's firing behind him, he's getting out of innings throwing like – I mean, he got out of innings. He threw six pitches mm-hmm. in an inning. So he can go. For a while. So then coach decided, you know what, I'm going to save him for the next game. Yeah. They ended up losing the in, like, the last – there's some shenanigans, and they ended up losing the, that game. So he didn't play at all. And I was like, oh, this was great. So I just sat here and watched a bunch of other people's kids play baseball for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, but – um. My wife was pretty upset, but then once it was kind of said, like, this was the game plan, like, he was going to come in to pitch, but then he, we didn't need him to pitch, and then we were, it looked like we were going to win, so the that, the very next game, so that pitch, managing your pitches is a big... It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to think you're p- playing, if you win a tournament, depending on how it's structured, you could play, you know, six games over two days. Yeah. And, you know, MLB roster carries what? five starters and and nine relievers. Yep. So they've got 14 pitchers. We don't have 14 players no. total. We, we were trying to make it through with four pitchers. Yeah. And one of them, after the first game, we realized we couldn't pitch because she, she was too slow. Yeah. 
and the other girls just teed off on her. Mm. She was probably our most accurate pitcher, though. Yeah, but she's throwing batting practice. But she's basically throwing batting practice. We're like, okay. And she was a good first baseman. Yeah. So, and my first baseman was a good athlete. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I can put that. I can put my other first baseman in center field, which eliminated the center field issue for us at the time. Yeah. Um, I put the the first pitcher. We put her to first base, and then we just went with the three pitchers we had left. Um, managing the pitchers was one of the most difficult things because, and again, this is te- I'm talking about ten U, not so much twelve U, but ten U. If you take them out in the middle of an inning. I think you killed their confidence. Oh yeah, um, and that's and the boys have that problem too. They're like, but like I would tell them, dude, shake. You got to be like a duck, water off your back, man. I yeah. said you were getting shellacked, and some of it is it's not all their fault. Like you know, um, fly ball dropped, grounded a third, goes through his legs. Um, shortstop feels the ball perfectly throws it to first base when he drops it mm-hmm. like goofiness like that that keeps these innings going yeah and it's like okay i need to have some other pitcher bear some of this burden because it's not fair that you're getting tuned up here so let's get you out let's get this other kid in and maybe it'll wake it's sometimes like pulling a goalie where you know some of those goals weren't like it takes two mistakes a lot of times, it's the bigger mistakes by a defenseman or a forward. Yeah. But okay, I'm if I'm a hockey coach and I yank my starting goalie and put the backup in, it usually serves as a wake up call for the rest of the team. Like, oh crap! Like we're letting this guy down. And sometimes then he gets shellacked too. And it's just not your night. But, <laughs> so. And that, yeah, it was funny. So like when we were talking to our pitchers, they got some. The other team had some pretty good hits off of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally pulled our pitchers aside. And I said, look, remember the movie Zootopia? I said, sometimes you're the predator and sometimes you're the prey. And today you were the prey. Uh-huh. Hey, oh, tomorrow you won't be, though. I was like, w- one of the things we preached the entire week of practice was learning how to forget. Yeah. I was like, the last pitch is the last pitch. You can't change it. Mm-hmm. So focus on the next one and get that one right. The last at-bat was the last at-bat. Don't take it in the field with you. Like, in the last game... So we we were batting my daughter fourth. She struck out in the second in the third game, which was the first game on Sunday. But she was also pitching that. So we were the we were the away team. So she was she batted in the first inning, and then she was pitching the first inning. She took that at bat with her to the mound. Uh huh. Like her first probably four to five pitches were rolled to the catcher. Yeah. And me me and my wife looked at you. Oh crap! Like, <laughs> she's she's not going to pull herself out of this. Yeah. Um. So we act. We we use like two mound visits out of three, just on her, mm-hmm. just to calm her down. And and I mean, we walked in. She walked in five. It, it you, happens. How do you like? Because I have all boys, so I don't know. But like, <laughs> like with the boys, like and you learn each player. But like, if it's my kid, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. quit being a dumbass. Yeah. And then usually they're like, oh, okay, I'm being a dumbass. Like, yeah, you're being a dumbass. Like, throw the baseball to the catcher. If they hit off you, that means you're throwing strikes. Like, yeah. but I don't know, like, with a girl, can you, like, tell them they're being a dumbass? No, can't do it. <laughs> so, and the funny thing, I've tried. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it, it works 0% of the time. <laughs> like, it does nothing. Yeah. It doesn't fire them up. They're, they're just, they're wired differently. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I will say this. Like, I, when I go out for a mound visit, I usually go with humor. Yeah. Because they seem to respond to that better. Mm-hmm. So, like, our friend's daughter, she was pitching the second inning. I used our third, I used our last mound visit in the second inning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just go out there, and it's like, have a rough go, huh? <laughs> Say, yeah. And I'm like, oh, don't start crying. No, <laughs> I didn't yeah. tell her, but I saw the tears that were yeah. Like she, she was not feeling good about it. And I was just like, I was like, well, it's like sometimes we got it and sometimes we don't. Yeah, I said, but there's, I go, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, I'll give up runs. I was like, you can only give up five. Right. Like we can come back from that. I was like. You need to stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. I go, and I'm like, "There's an asteroid's not going to come down and just and, and just plow itself into you because you're throwing some balls here." Right, you're not going to prison. Right, like the the worst thing that happens is you give up five runs, you come in, you go up to bat. Yeah, that's it. I was like, "Don't worry about that." Like they, but they're young and they have such like I, I and I think it was because it was their first tournament. We had never done one of these before. Yeah. I think if we were to go into next time, they'd have a little bit more perspective, but they just felt, especially the pitchers, they just felt incredibly bad for not pitching well. Yeah. And it's like, because they were feeling that early on and they couldn't shake it, it just snowballed. Yeah. Yeah. It stay it, it, it stays with them. And I don't know, like, look, I don't know if having my wife go out and talk to them versus me or the other coach who was also a guy. Mm-hmm. He's also a little bit gruff and rum. You know, we're not the, you know, lovey-dovey. Yeah, we're not that kind of. Like, <laughs> I'm out here, I was dropping cuss words. And, oh, yeah. Like, now, like, I was dropping them, like, jokingly. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, like, calling them asses. Right. I, I, I was like, I was telling my, like, I told my daughter she runs like an elephant on her ass. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's meant to lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah. Now, my daughter's used to my humor, but there are still some times, like when she was warming up to go into one of the games on the first day, she couldn't throw a strike to save her life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if you keep throwing like this, I can't pitch you. And she's like, was getting all emotional. And I was like, I was like, you got to calm yourself down. Yeah. Like, if you don't calm yourself down, I can't put you out there. Like, (laughs) we can't have any. And the weird thing is, like, that day, as soon as she got in the game, it's like she got all the bad ones out in the warm-ups. Yeah. She pitched great, which is why we started her on the second day. Yeah. But it's such an emotional roller coaster. Like, I don't know how to deal with that. hmm So. Yeah, the boys are such idiots. Right. Like, they're like, like, there's one kid. He was told, like, because he's playing the outfield. Dude, throw the ball to your cutoff, man. That's what you're doing. And he decides he's going to try to gun the ball to first base <laughs> by himself. Of course. So he airmails it over the first baseman's head. The second the bleeding stopped, the coach is like, get in here. <laughs> right. Pulled him immediately. And he's sitting on the bench like, what do I do? Like, yeah. we told you like, thir- and then he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then he proceeds to go up and like bang a double at his next at bat. Like girls internalize it. Yeah, it, everything's emotional. Like boys, it's like they're big old rocks, big old dummy rocks. Yeah, you could tell them anything you want; they'll forget three minutes later. Oh yeah, 
Everything going is to fun. forget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> going to forget. And everything's going to be fine. The birds still chirp and they're yeah. still picking their nose. And life is great. Yeah. Have you ever seen the, there's a guy, the videos on Facebook, it's the mound visits with the little kids. <laughs> yes. And he walks up and he's like, <laughs> he goes, he t- hey, so, um, did you wake up today and decide to suck? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all dubbed over. Like, it's not what yeah. this dude, he goes, um, he, well, he takes the ball and he goes, this is a baseball. <laughs> so I love those videos because it's like all the stuff you want to say. Yeah. Like, is, does your brother suck as bad as you? Because <laughs> right. like, if he doesn't, maybe he could take your place on this team. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it was. It was interesting. I mean, if I do it again, if I if I actually coach it, which I may or may not, um, I don't mind organizing the team. Mm-hmm. That that was fairly easy. I thought that was going to be the toughest part, and it's not. Yeah. Um, the coaching. So I, I'm like a nervous parent to begin with when my kids out there pitching, mm-hmm. or I, I'm much better when they're playing in the field. But I get nervous for all the girls. Yeah. Like so, I get nervous for all the pitchers. All the I, I get nervous for all of them. Um, but when it's your own kid, especially for me, it's like oh my god. <laughs> like, yeah. You, just, you want them to do well for their for themselves. Um. And I think coaching made it worse for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you feel now you definitely feel responsible for the, if, I think for softball, it's like, I felt responsible for the, for the emotional well being of them. Mm-hmm. Not so much the physical well being. Like if they got a cut or something like that, like put some dirt on it. Yeah, but live. the emotional part, like I didn't want them scarred for life, right? And then end up with like daddy issues because I because of ten U softball. Next thing they're working at McDougal's, right? Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> crap, that was my fault, right? Yeah, I don't want to be the reason they're on the pole. You know what I mean? So <laughs> they're really good at softball. So Coach Alex <laughs> right. destroyed me, crushed their spirits, <laughs> and just went a different path. You know? But yeah, I, I so whether I do it again or not, I don't know. But the on, the last thing I was going to talk about were the umps. Because most of the, I, I will say this, the parents that were there mm-hmm. were extremely friendly. Yeah. Like, especially in the division we were playing. Now, maybe it's because we were the worst team and they all felt bad for us. But for the most part, they were fairly nice. I mean, I, I kind of was like a little pissed off that that one team was bunting up 11. Yeah. Like, come on now. But I also don't know if the girl did it on her own or whatever. And at that age, the girl, I don't blame the girls. The girls don't know any better. They don't yeah. know, like, hey, you don't bunt when you're up by 11. Yeah. Especially in the last inning. Yeah. You know, the game's over, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, especially when we haven't had, like, more than a dribbler. Yeah. You know swing, swing the ball, swing the bat three times, let's get out of here. <laughs> but that but that team was also one. So they were down by, I think, two or three runs, and the buzzer was about to go off. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't be able to start a new inning. They told their batter to strike out on purpose so that the next inning would start so mm-hmm. they would get another three outs. Yeah. Because they were the home team. Mm-hmm. So the other team would get the bat, and then they would get another three outs if they did yeah. that. I thought that was kind of bullshit. Like, what does that what does that do to the girl? Yeah. Like, oh hey, you suck. So strike out quick so we can get the so we can get a, a, another three outs. Mm-hmm. And rather than saying, hey, start the rally. Yeah, you, know, you put put the ball in play. You're gonna do it, and then we'll get the rest of the people behind you. We'll make the rally. We'll win it right here. I thought that was kind of a shitty move. Yeah. Because again, this is ten U wreck all stars. Yeah. This isn't ten U A. You know, yeah. it's not twelve or fourteen U or anything like that. This is ten freaking right, like U. University of Maryland. They're nine and ten years yeah. old. Okay, have some fucking perspective. Mm-hmm. That shit blew my mind. The umps were 
douchebags. Really? Straight up douchebags. Like, we made sure to tell them before every game we played, hey, this is our first tournament. We probably don't know all of the ways to do things the way you guys do them. Yeah. So, for example, there was a call that I wanted to challenge. Like, they they did a... um, they called the third strike swinging on a girl who she was basically trying to like, she was trying to get out of the way of a ball, mm-hmm. but she brought her hands down to the middle, but the bat didn't come through. So her hands are in and he called it, he called it a strike mm-hmm. and she was out. That was her third strike. And so I, I come out and I was like, can I appeal that to the other umpire? Yeah. And he's like, no, that's a judgment call. It's a piss poor judgment. <laughs> right. Well, but I mean, like, I'm used to seeing a coach being able to appeal down to the other ump. Yeah. In the major leagues, the catcher just points, and the guy either says strike or no strike. Yeah. I, I watched him. To, to, I think I watched the first four or five of the Orioles game before we started, and they were, you know, catcher points down. and Right. Yeah. This guy was like, hell no. You can't do it. And then there was another one where – this girl was called safe on a steal of third when our girl tagged her out. Mm-hmm. Like, our catcher popped up, threw down to third. We tagged her before she got there. Yeah. Um, they called her safe. And so I'm like, hey, um, can we appeal that? And so then he goes off on this weird fucking diatribe. <laughs> He's like, you've got to call timeout. I'm like, okay, um, time. Yeah. He goes, okay, timeout. I said, okay, we want to appeal that call. At third. Well, what are you asking me? I'm asking to appeal that call at third. Because you have to do it in the form of a question. I'm like, this is Jeopardy? That's what I said. I didn't say it to him. (laughs) And so I'm like, I think she was safe. I'll take bad calls for 500, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think she was out. Or I don't... I I think she was... I want to say she was. I want. I want you to appeal whether she was out or safe. Right. Was she? Was she safe? That's my question. Was she safe? And he just. You need to put it in the form. Like he asked me three times to put it in the form of a question. I'm like, Brosif, you know what yeah. I'm asking you. Do you know what a question is? Right. Because I've just asked three of them. <laughs> right. I was like, I did ask you a question. You have to say it in a question. Is she safe? That's a question. Yeah. And I was just like. Dude, we told you before. Like, if I'm doing something wrong, rather than just yelling that at me three times in a row, yeah. like you're fucking God's gift, could you please let me know how to appeal? The you know what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say I don't like the call made at third because the girl's foot basically got to the dirt in front of third when my girl tagged her out. He probably thought it was the bag and it's just the dirt. Like, yeah. they didn't clean off the bases very well. I mean, you know what I'm asking you, right? Could you not be an asshole for five minutes, right? And tell me, hey, you, when you do this, you wanna you wanna ask, uh, she, we, f- I feel she was out because her foot hadn't touched the bag before we tagged her. I was like, you tell me, like, I said, I want to appeal the call at third. I don't want to appeal that. He called her. He called her safe. I'm not appealing that you still call her safe on, for another reason. Right. I want to see if she's out, yeah. asshole. <laughs> Reverse the fucking call. Yeah. And the, Instead, I just got an earful. Yeah. And then, like, the game before, or two games before, 
Again, this was the first game, so we really knew nothing. There was that rule about going to second, and our girl had stopped her feet, but I was under the impression the rule was once she touches first, if she keeps going, that's continuation. Yeah. Not, she stopped her feet way before first base, but once she started going again, it was a continuous motion, Mm -hmm. and they called her out, and I just said, hey, isn't that still continuation? And he was like, she stopped her feet. She stopped her feet. I said, I know. But then she kept going, and it was continuation. And, like, like they literally just trying to yell the same shit at me. Yeah. And then they're like, do you want to pay a $100 fine? Like, they're literally threatening me with the arguing with the ump rule. Like, I'm not trying. I think, just tell me yeah. why that's not continuation. If you say because she stopped her feet before she got there. And that's the reason why. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for letting me know. Clarification on the rule. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, when you're officiating a game, you have to, especially when they're the, like, the, the best umpires I've, that I've seen. We were actually pretty lucky with all of our tournaments with the umpires. Um, but, like, the best umpires, like, are the ones that teach the kids as well as call the game. So, at the... Howard tournament we went to, I think it was two or three weeks ago. Um, like for the balks, like the the umpire walked up to the pitcher and was like, "Hey, this," and they gave him a warning on the first one, like, "Do this." It's you know, if you don't do blah blah, it's a balk, and teach them because they're freaking kids, you know. Um, I always found the the arguing, you know, calls in baseball and how the umpires will reverse. I used to ref hockey games. I never reverse the call. Mm-hmm. Coach, all right, coach, noted. <laughs> it's still a penalty. Well, the so, funny, I, I made sure because I didn't want to be that asshole. Yeah. I didn't raise my voice. I didn't even want to say it loud enough for other people to hear me. And I'm just like, like I, I would always walk up to them, like try and say it quietly between innings. Yeah. And I just got bullshit back. And I'm just like, and then, of course, I also had to deal with an asshole parent from my team. Mm-hmm. Like, this dude's arguing a call with the umpire. And all of a sudden, I hear, you know, basically, he goes, do you want to pay a $100 fine? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I go, I, I'm jogging down there. I don't jog anywhere. <laughs> I jog down there. And I hear this guy, John, with the ump. I literally looked at him. I said, stop. Please stop talking to him. Yeah. And he's still drunk. I said, please walk away. Like, I'm literally having to deal with my... I was like, I'm your kid's coach. Please shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, it, it was blowing my mind. Like, so we had the softball parent. Keep in mind. And and with this, with this guy, his daughter is a first-year softball player. Mm-hmm. He's pretending like he knows all the fucking rules. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, his daughter's like the sweetest girl. Mm-hmm. Was... So coachable. Yeah. Decent player. Like, I'm like, oh, you got to live in a house with that asshole. And the mother is like a really nice lady, too. Yeah. This is the first we ever saw the dad. Right. And when he showed up to the game on Saturday. He didn't show up on Sunday. And, the, and then after after that game, I get the ump comes up to me and goes, the parents can't be following umpires to the water fountain. So apparently he was like trying to jaw about the call at the water fountain after the game. <laughs> So I walked up to him like, look, man, you can't be talking to the umps. 
Yeah. And he's like, well, I was just doing I was like, I don't care what you were just doing. Yeah. You can't talk to the umps. I'm not paying a $100 fine because of you. Well, I wouldn't have you pay it. I'd pay it. I don't even want it to be a discussion of who's paying what. There should yeah. be no penalty. Yeah. Because you should, sh- I didn't tell him, I was like, you should shut the fuck up. Right. This is fucking 10U softball, asshole. Yeah. Like, I I am the least polite person for the most part. And even I'm not going at it up like that. <laughs> like, I, I I was the annoying coach because I did ask a ton of questions. And mm-hmm. in, in between innings, when there was something we didn't understand, I would walk up to the ump and I would ask questions. Yeah. But I would I was very like I wasn't yelling. Yeah. In fact, I was I was always asking. Yeah. Like, hey, can like I was like, can you explain this part of the rule? Yeah. Or if this were to occur in that scenario, what if this happened? Would the, I would just ask, like I was like the annoying kid who didn't know shit. Yeah. But it was never confrontational at that point. And I think the umps kind of felt bad for us after a while. Mm-hmm. But um, at the end of the day, though, it, it was a good experience. I yeah. would definitely go again. The parents were amazing, mm-hmm. with the exception of douchebag bro. Right. Um, but I mean, we didn't. We barely had to do anything. Yeah. Like they literally, like, oh, there were no, there were no roofs on the dugouts. Mm-hmm. So our parents had three pop up tents. They put up oh, over wow. the dugout. Um, they put one up behind, and we we actually, one of our parents knew another parent from. We, we were sharing a dugout with them with that mm-hmm. team. So they left the tents up for the other team. The other team had us use their tents that they had set up when when we were playing and they were not yeah. watching. And then so we basically just sw- everything just swapped. Yeah. And like it was that team. Um, I don't remember where they're from, but their 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 name is Honeygo. Okay. I don't remember where. They're oh, from. Honeygo. That's like up there near um like Dundalk, Essex. That's Hon- Honeygo Avenue or whatever it runs like right there. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't have been any nicer. Yeah. Um, and when we, I, I even asked some of them, their coaches questions about stuff and they couldn't have been more helpful. Yeah. And there was a team from, uh, Tallyville, Delaware, mm-hmm. super nice people. I mean, e- even the team that shellacked us and did the bunting thing, those coaches were super helpful. Yeah. Um, just nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were, we were pretty lucky. Except for the Parkville assholes. <laughs> <laughs> no, like seriously, I thought the Parkville people, mm-hmm. I, I, if I had a guess, the coaches had, uh, they drove 2009 diesel Dodge Rams with the w- with the smokestacks smoke coming yeah. out of the coming out of the, the bed. Yeah, right. That, if I had a guess, yeah. Like, <laughs> I asked him. I was like, "Hey, can we um can we keep can we use this dugout that we've been in?" And he was like, "What were you sitting here waiting for it?" And I'm like, "Our tents right there. Our girls are in the outfield over here. Uh, we had it both times yesterday." Yeah, and he's like, "And you would have thought." I asked him like a million dollar question because mm-hmm. he waited like five minutes before he goes, well, what if we flip for it? <laughs> like, are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. We've been right here the whole time. It's like, you have to set all your stuff up regardless of where you go. Right. Why don't you just set it up here? Right. Where there isn't stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, <sighs> look there, Bobby Joe. Yeah. Can you just please be a fucking human? Mm-hmm. And go take the other dugout. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, we would have gone to the other dugout. Yeah. Sure. But again, all of our shit's right there. Yeah. It blew my mind. Yeah. So I see you woke up and chose stupid. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but I'll be interested to see what your experience is with the new travel team. Because you're doing a little bit younger kids this time. 
Yeah, nine U. Yeah, so, that, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it's the nice thing about it is it's still there's still a lot of instructional going on, and like, um, so because because of that, like, it, it's easier to kit like, okay, you recognize an issue, let's let's hammer that in practice. Um, and it's basic. Then the only thing is, I have to teach like we have to teach them all the pitch. Hmm. So some of them, like they did a year that minors, that hybrid coach kid pitch, and I watched a bunch of games, and there were no kids that I think I saw an out off the kid pitcher like one time. Yeah, I mean it was all so they're all over the place now. Luckily, these kids will all be a year older. Yep. So, um, and I've got some good help. So, uh, like some dudes that actually have like good baseball pedigrees, like college players and stuff that are coming out so uh, that should be a a benefit and then but mainly it's just keeping them engaged keeping it fun um yeah we we did a new practice setup where we did stations i did i did fit i i, I treated it like football practice yeah i did four 15 minute stations mm-hmm. and then 30 minutes full field and yeah we were, and that was it we were done yeah yeah and that's kind of what half. what we'll be doing is um setting up like i'll have like definitely hitting um, fielding, pitching, that sort of stuff, and then working them to um, like situational stuff, you know, full field. So these kids need to learn, like, all right, like basic stuff. If the ball goes to the first base side a second, shortstop covers second base, or, um, you know, and then vice versa, you know, cutoff man, that sort of thing, drawing the lines, stuff like, uh, like, um, ball bag runner, that sort of thing. Like, okay, because a lot of times, like, kids will be playing first base and they watch too much baseball and they see that stretch. You don't stretch, like, because then you can't move. And then they get married to the base. They're so afraid of lifting their foot. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you might have to step off the bag to make sure the ball doesn't go get past you. Mm-hmm. Let them have first base. Because when that happens, you have the ball, they're not running to second. But if you just are married to the bag and you miss it, well, now they have, they're getting first. They're going to get to first. You're going to give them second. That's the question. So teaching them, like, don't get married to the bag. You're playing first base. You still have to be an athlete. You still have to move around. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So I'll be interested to see how it goes. Yeah. Because I'm probably going to take some of that into next year. Mm-hmm. At, le- at least with the travel team. Yeah. But, well, we hope you found this interesting, to say the least. Um, if you do have your kids playing baseball or softball, uh, let us know your experiences in the comments below. Um, we want to thank, uh, our new sponsor, Brian Schilling, real estate agent with Long and Foster Fine Homes in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, his office number is 410-263-3400 and his website's longandfoster.com slash Brian Schilling. We also want to thank Cheers and Spirits and the Arnold Station Plaza. Again, if you're looking for some liquor or some wine or, or your beer needs, head on over there, and they'll be more than happy to help you select a good wine. Um, wine's always a good gift to give, and you don't want to give something crappy, but there's there's some good low-cost bottles of wine you can pick up that are very good, and they make great gifts. So head on over head on over to Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Station Plaza. Thank you again for listening. Like, subscribe, comment, share, and we will see you next time.